So as interest rates rise, bond values mathematically have to fall. So we're losing some of this downside protection, and we also have ultra-low interest rates still, so they're not paying much interest. And you could deal with not getting much interest when we weren't worried about the values falling out from underneath of us. So we've been talking to clients for a couple of years now about bond alternatives. What other options do we have out there? The day has finally come. Today, we talk all about bond alternatives. Josh is here to explain everything you need to know about alternative investments, the basis these investments should ideally cover, i.e. risk reduction and a decent rate of return, as well as some of the specific vehicles you might want to explore. Just when you thought you couldn't learn anything else about bonds, here we are talking about bond alternatives. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Your host, Josh Brettel, is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies. For the last few decades, he's been helping fine folks like you thrive in their retirement. And me? Well, I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host, and fan of older Tim Burton movies. So now, let me, let you, let me end this introduction so we can start the enthralling conversation about bond alternatives. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. Did you read through the show notes, Dave? Yeah, none of it makes sense to me, so I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> Dave's Dave is truly flying by the seat of his pants today. Yeah. So, Dave, I told you... Are we? Yeah, we're recording. Go ahead. Are we good? Yeah. You're just going to mess with your headphones? Yep. That's what I love about these headphones. So, we are such epic podcasters that yesterday I went and helped somebody else do their podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I texted you during it. It was pretty cool. Uh, it was Jeff Morrow of the Food Network. Okay. Now... Missy and I are Food Network dorks. Yep. Um, we love watching the Food Network. I have watched way too many. Um, and if you give me a food cooking competition, yeah, a Top Chef, a uh, Iron Chef, uh, even Netflix during the beginning of the pandemic had something where these world chefs were competing all over the place. Like, oh, yeah. I yeah. will watch any food competition. And a couple years ago, which is 10 to be precise – we were watching the next Food Network star, which is on Food Network, and Jeff Morrow was the winner. And I thought he was so funny. He's a local Chicago guy, and he could cook, but he was pers- like truly authentically personable. Mm-hmm. And I am involved here with the community bank in town and the History Museum here in town. And he was doing a, a thing at the History Museum, and they asked if I would help because he was going to record his podcast live there. And it was so fun to go watch and actually meet him. He was a super nice. He was just as authentic and personal and funny and in person as uh, as I had hoped he would be. Well, that's and, awesome. And I learned a few things okay. that I want to do and I don't want to do. And, okay. Uh, 
you've been talking about a live podcast for a while. Thank you. I didn't so, want to interrupt you, but I'm hoping that you really liked it and you're thinking, yeah, you know what? This Dave guy, he may be on to something. Well, if we do a live podcast, mm-hmm. you're going to need a new shirt. <laughs> Shoot. Well, if look, here's the thing. If we do a live podcast in the fall, my wardrobe is far more expansive than my summer wardrobe. So I have an idea. If I gave Carla a gift certificate and I just said, the only thing this can be used for is shirts for Dave, do you think she'd do it? No, I would take it and go to the California Pizza <laughs> Kitchen. <laughs> I mean, look, there's a chance she could sneak out of the house without me knowing, but I think we're on to something here. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, no, Okay, but you did say if we, if any of one of our episodes hit 500 downloads that we would do a live I did. episode. We're you not did. quite there yet. No, we're not quite there. We're getting closer. My question would be: Would we? How would we? Do, we would do like at, at the beginning of like a big client event, and those who were privy to be invited would actually get to see us record. Yeah, I think so. Kind of I mean, cool. We invite all the podcast audience. So, wow, um, it's been a lot of fun. The last couple of weeks, we've had a few client events. We've had even some new, just regular events that we do. The number of people that have brought up the podcast is amazing, and. Aaron actually had an appointment with somebody who was brand new to our office, came into one of our seminars, and he'd heard the podcast. And you and I have been self-conscious about this part of the podcast where we talk back and forth to each other and relive our glory days of high school basketball and do all that fun stuff. Mm. And so the people who know us, like our moms, they really like this part. But I do wonder, do other people enjoy it? And so when I get a chance, people who don't know us, I ask them, or you know, Aaron will ask them or Sean will ask them. And... Uh, the guy's response yesterday was kind of, I like it, but I've learned how to listen to it on one and a half times speed. Oh, no. <laughs> so you and I probably sound uh, like a chipmunk to him where we're talking really fast at right. one and a half times speed. And since we sound like schoolgirls, probably like, <laughs> so I'm guessing like this guy, this, this guy and Dave Milborn are probably like BFFs because they both feel the same. Well, Dave just fast forwards through this, oh, so right, he's not hearing right. this at all, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> But I do think Dave would come to a live recording. Oh, absolutely. We'd make him listen to this part. Oh, yeah. Dave's a huge fan of ours. Now, what's really cool is today, and today alone, we had two separate people come into your office asking me to brew them a Cometeer coffee. That is pretty cool. I thought that was really cool. One's not a client. One is a client, I think. And, uh, I mean, one of, one of them thought that you and I, like, owned the company. That's why we promoted it so much on the <laughs> podcast. Like, maybe one day we will. Mm, Cometeer. Cometeer. This is not Cometeer. We did have Cometeer earlier today. This morning but, we did, yeah. yeah this this is, uh, goes out to our favorite local coffee shop, Brewpoint Coffee. Yeah, you know? we, we were doing local restaurant little plugs here, but we do like our, our Brewpoint Coffee you know, here. Brewpoint is the best. They have the, the little the work, uh, what do they call it? They have a cool Like name. a shared office space type thing. I forget what they call yeah, it. Yeah, they have a cool... Something catchy and yeah. trendy. Yeah. It's something we're not allowed to be in the financial services world. That's true. I can go there because I'm super cool. But. Yeah, and we don't let you touch people's money. So that's better that way. Mm-hmm. So I've started coaching Alex's soccer team this year. And I did it because Alex loves soccer. He, he really enjoys playing and... A couple years ago, he had the world's greatest coach. Like, this guy was awesome. Coach Adam. Uh, Adam's here in Elmhurst. He knows soccer. He plays soccer. Actually, I found out he just has his – he also owns his own watch company. Oh, that's cool. Far and Swit Watches. It's really – he's got cool watches. But um, I've seen him around a few times. Um, F-A-R-R and S-W-I-T. 
Swit or cool. Sweet. I don't know what it is. Okay. But anyways, Coach Adam was awesome, and he got Alex so pumped up. Like, he taught him a ton, and the following year, he had a coach who was not very good and actually kind of was depressing towards the kids. And I said to myself, I can't complain because I didn't volunteer. Like, if you don't volunteer to coach, you can't complain about the volunteer coach. Mm-hmm. So I decided I was going to volunteer and coach this year. And as kids get older, they become tougher to coach. Yeah. Especially your own kid. Now, the kids are really enjoying it. I'm proud of what I'm doing with them, but it is uh, it is a challenge. It's been fun. We're, we're a few weeks in now, and uh, they're learning something. That sounds fun. So, Did you know Carla was the head basketball coach for Landon's team last season? Well, that would make sense. Yeah. She's and- a great basketball player, and she's a... She knows how to coach kids. Exactly so. right. Yeah, and now she's she's been the assistant baseball coach for every team since he started. So okay, there's a competition brewing: Coach Adam versus any CPA that works with taxes. Who's Al going to hang out with? A soccer coach or guy who knows taxes? Um, he'd probably hang out with Coach Adam and talk to him about taxes. I mean, that's how great Alex it's a is. Win-win. Do mm-hmm. your, yeah. your, and Adam look at him like, you crazy. Do your kids ever read those who would win books? Oh, all the time. Yeah, so who would win, taxes or soccer? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, mm-hmm. today's, uh, today's topic is one that I talk about a lot with clients. Coffee. Nope. Food. Nope. Taxes. No, not even taxes today. We talk about it so much that this is the third time we're going to do kind of a major representation to it. And it was actually, this is Aaron's recommendation, because we've spent two podcasts in the past talking about bonds and then talking about the 60-40 portfolio. And I have a rule in the office that if you come to me with a problem, you better also have a proposed solution. And I feel like in those two episodes, I told you guys, hey, Bonds are having problems right now, and I never gave you a solution to it. Well, they were intentional cliffhangers for today's episode. My life is one intentional cliffhanger. (laughs) Says the non-movie buff guy. (laughs) I haven't seen a movie in four years. Yeah, there's no cliffhangers in, like, your food competition shows. No, you know, for if any of our friends are listening to this, they're going to be like, you watch TV? I was like, no, we don't watch, like what everyone else has watched. I've never seen a Lord of the Rings. I've never seen any of that stuff, but I know every cooking competition known to man. Love it. So Junior I also shopping. know all local news personalities. Okay. So <laughs> you, you want to go there? I gotcha. I prefer not. Yeah. So let me recap here a little bit as to what we talked about in the previous episode. And we always talk about what the purpose of bonds are. Bonds are a part of a lot of people's portfolios. And bonds have two major components. One is for downside protection. So as part of a portfolio, whatever positions you have allocated to bonds, hopefully are going to protect you when the market goes down. The second reason is that they're going to pay you a decent interest rate. There's some minor growth potential there. And it's done that pretty much forever. But the problem with bonds is that bonds operate what they call an inverse relationship to interest rates. So as interest rates fall, bond prices rise. Now, for the last 40 years, we've seen interest rates pretty much start at 15, 16, 18% and fall down to near zero. Well, we are now seeing interest rates start to rise back up. And so the converse or the inverse of that is true. So as interest rates rise, bond values mathematically have to fall. So we're losing some of this downside protection. And we also have ultra, ultra low interest rates still. So they're not paying much interest. And you could deal with not getting much interest when 
we weren't worried about the values falling out from underneath of us. But now we kind of have this this worst of the world. So we've been talking to clients for a couple of years now about bond alternatives. What, what other options do we have out there? Does that make sense? Does that ring a bell? Oh, how could I forget this stuff? That glassy look in your eyes when you go, what is he talking about? No, that's just because I stayed up too late, too late last night celebrating the Buffalo Bills' first victory of the season. So that's You're just still a that. Bills fan. I grew up, oh, I mean, yeah. the only reason I knew Buffalo existed as a city when I was a high schooler was your love of the Bills. Absolutely. So, so we've been talking about bond alternatives. Maybe there's some really um, proactive podcast listeners out there. Maybe they Googled bond alternatives to see what this kid was talking about over here. And they're going to list all sorts of different things. They're going to list REITs and preferred stocks, dividend stocks, high-yield savings, you know, all sorts of different things. Did you say wreaths as in like wreaths. Christmas wreaths? Uh, REITs as in real estate investment trusts. So now – I'm not recommending any of those. But. No, sure, because it's Halloween <laughs> season. You go Halloween wreath, not Christmas wreath. Sure, True. We're, we're on the same page. We right? are. We are we're on right. the same page. Right. So before we look at this, I want to look at you know some different options from the two things we're looking for. If you remember, for a bond alternative, we're looking for risk reduction, trying to, to protect on the downside and to pay you a decent interest rate along the way. So one of the first things that we've looked at is we look at cash. I mean, cash is a very real option. Maybe for a portion, it, it could work. Now, the problem with cash, cash will protect on the downside, great protection on the downside. Right now, it's paying you virtually zero interest. So it could come back in a, little, in a little bit, but it only provides one of those two options that's there. So we do use it in some spots. CDs can be also there. You know, unfortunately, right now, CD rates have really dropped precipitously. And Erin did a, a quick little Google search for us today. Mm-hmm. And the best rates she could find as of we're recording this on September 9th um, of 2022, the best CD rates out there for a one year were like 27 uh, and up to three and a half, but you got to lock it up for five years for that. So even then, when we're throwing inflation numbers in the high single digits, that's a tough pill to swallow there. So Sure. And you look at CD rates, and I know we've talked about I-bonds. You, yeah. You'd almost be like you'd put your money in an I-bond I-bond, instead. Yeah, I-bonds, you know, the, the episode we did in I-bonds is a great bond alternative, you know, a big – you can't put that much into it. You know, if you're looking at a bigger that's portfolio, true. That's true. there's only so much you can put in. We'll also look at what we call alternative investments, why I call a bond alternative. But an alternative investment is something that's non-traditional. And the reason we do that is for a lack of correlation. So a correlation is how tied to an index an investment is. So uh, think about the S&P 500. It's an index of 500 largest U.S. companies. And a perfectly correlated investment, if the S&P goes up 10, the investment go up 10. If the S&P goes down 10, the investment would go down 10. They would say that has a correlation of one. Okay, It's a perfect correlation. If the S&P goes up 10 and the investment goes up 20, that's a two correlation. It's a double correlation. So what we look for is actually as close to a zero correlation as we can get. So the movement of the S&P or whatever index it is, is not correlated to the movement of the asset price. I see. And so if you have a, a net worth north of a million, $2 million, being able to allocate some money to this can really help do those two things, reduce risk and, and help provide a decent interest rate comparison there. The problem with that is there is some market risk to those, and there's also some liquidity. It's not an issue, but it's a risk that's there. So that's why I wouldn't recommend those to everyone under the sun. They're just 
for some people, they are they can be a nice part of a bond alternative. Wait, what was it called? What was it? What are you talking about? The alternative investments. Oh, okay. yeah, the non-correlated assets. Because I keep okay, I'm I'm sitting here thinking. I did some research before our show. Do you know that the correlation is of the retirement equals freedom podcast? It's like four to one. It's incredible. Oh, it's, it's incredible. I have no idea what that means, <laughs> but we're like way means. in like the S and P two. You're just pulling numbers out. <laughs> That's what I do. I mean, there's other financial advisors that pull numbers out just like that, too. So. <laughs> but some examples of alternative investments, they could be REITs, R-E-I-T, <laughs> Halloween REITs. <laughs> um, there's some precious metals, uh, private equity, uh, hedge funds. There's all sorts of different things that could be utilized. There. Rewind. Precious metals like gold and silver? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't so, think those were, that was still a thing. They still exist. And for some higher net worth investors, you'll, you'll see them in there, but it's not common anymore. Because I have like a few gold teeth. Like, would that oh, count? Oh, yeah. Your, your mother was very proud of that yeah, when you were a kid. Like, totally. When, when she knocked those teeth out of your mouth, yeah. she said, David, we're yeah. putting the gold ones in. David, did you eat the last market day sandwich? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what you get for eating the last pudding cake. Yeah. No, back then it was those poppy seed bagel dogs. Oh, my full God. Size bagel yeah, we dogs. used to leave the dirty plates in my car. In car you'd for eat them weeks. in the bro- Oh, God. Oh, man. You know, I'm surprised my mom never made me go to paper plates. She would get so mad because you, you would leave like five <laughs> glass plates in your trunk at a time. <laughs> David, we're running out of plates. The family needs plates. I'm also surprised that was a like a convertible. We put the top down a lot. Yeah. Like we didn't, and you used to put it like back where the top would go down. No, I thought I threw it in the trunk usually. Did you? And then it would just stink. It would just like, <laughs> so the smell would aggregate and then it would just knock your brother out when he would open it. Oh, Wreaths, oh, man. Wreaths, man. Now, let's move on. Another bond alternative. Um, this is becoming a little bit more popular. They're technologically, there's something called buffered ETFs. Um, and a buffered ETF is um, a way to give you a hedge against market downturns. And instead of incorporating bonds in your portfolio, you can utilize some of these strategies. It takes a little bit more knowledge to get into those, but they've become more and more popular that's out there. Another one that we've been using, we use quite a bit in our office, are actually some different annuities that are out there. Now, when I say the A word to some people, they're like, yeah, that's great. Some people are like, no, annuities, evil. Mm. And again, they're not for everybody. And I always tell people there's no single, there's no investment that's inherently good or bad. But when I look at the purpose of why we do it, if we're looking for downside protection and to pay you a decent interest rate, as a bond alternative, there are certain annuities that can be quite valuable in that situation. And we do see those in some people's portfolios. But um, one of the nice, you know, more common we'll utilize in certain situations are different annuities as a bond alternative. So um, I do feel like in a few years we'll be able to put them back into portfolios like we normally would. It's been fun to look and utilize different alternatives. It, it makes managing someone's assets not so cookie cutter. I mean, there's a lot of just cookie cutter portfolios, but this makes it a little bit less cookie cutter as we go in there. Why Why do some people have like bad, a bad relationship with annuities? There's been press out there. There are some of them that have really high fees. There's some that okay. um, there's been some bad salespeople out there. We'll, oh, we should probably you. do a whole annuities, good, bad, ugly podcast. I like and it. And go into the details because our industry has some shady people in it. So you just want to be cognizant of okay. why you're doing things and the purpose behind them. Yeah, makes sense. So Cool. Dave? Yeah. I've talked a lot. What do you think? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm what? thinking, Dave. The music's what? playing. Okay. Hey, hey Mr. Josh, Josh, let's take a break. 
You've been talking for so long, and my ears are sore. Let's not make them snore. Listening shouldn't be a chore. So let's get to know Josh and Dave and watch a rating soar. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Dave Morrow. Am I saying his last name correctly? Mar- Morrow. 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 Eat your heart out. You don't have a get to know Josh and Dave segment on your podcast. However, I am open to new podcast producing opportunities. Email me at. Just kidding. He actually has a ton of sound effects and spends time like singing them in his basement and stuff like. Does that. Does he really? Yeah, it's pretty cute. You'd, you'd enjoy it. Oh. It was called um, "Come On Over." Was the name of the podcast. Oh. It was pretty cool. Come, come on over by Jeff Morrow. It was I really like cool. it. Um, I actually bought his cookbook. So, oh. um, the "Come On Over" cookbooks. I like people coming over to our house. Like, come on over. We'll cook something. I don't know what I'm going to cook yet, but I'll cook something. I love when you cook for me. I know you do. So, so yeah, the music just played that catchy beat. That's uh, top ten hits on Spotify. Get to know Josh and Dave, mm-hmm. song by Dave Schmidt. What you got for us today, buddy? So the question I have for you today, I told you before, I picked the card, and I went a little sentimental. Mm, yeah. All right. Did you have a favorite teacher or a teacher who made a big impact on your life? Ooh, my relationships with teachers was a bit rocky at times. I only knew you in high school. I didn't know you younger than that. And I could tell you, you were probably not many high school teachers' favorite student. Definitely not. And it has to be hard. I mean, you married a teacher. Josh, you actually helped me with this idea, so I will give you some credit. But Coach Jim Prunty. I know him well. Absolutely. You should know him well. My senior year, your junior year, was his first year coaching at York, and he was just awesome. It was night and day from the previous coach, who I also like, but very different coaching style, and Prunty just kind of got us. He was very... Mild mannered, even keeled, and uh, to be honest, he <laughs> wrote the play Snap Four just for me. So how could I not love the guy? He, he did. He seemed to understand you quite well. Yeah. So I really like. I only remember one moment when he got really, really mad at quote unquote the his bigs because we couldn't rebound. He was referring, of course, to me and Mark, and Mark was one of the league's best rebounders. So he was really referring to me, and it was one game we were just I think by Central we were just getting out rebounded. And he went in the locker room and he goes, you know, he probably cursed a few times. And oh, he didn't put me in the game. So no, I didn't mean no. it wasn't that bad. It wasn't I that guess. bad. No. So yeah, Coach Jim Prunty. Josh, how about you? Do you have a uh, a favorite memorable teacher? I actually have lots of teachers who I really really like. Uh, I'm gonna go Nerd. way. I know, I know. I'm gonna go way back to actually my kindergarten teacher, Aww. Mrs. Porter Trilby Porter. I had her. Oh man, I don't know how many ever years ago. I love school. I thought it was fun. I think yeah. she was part of it. But she was in Elmhurst as a kindergarten teacher forever. My uncle, who's 20 years my senior, had her. Uh, my sister had her. Uh, she was great. In fact, it, there's many, many children in Elmhurst that will have a Mrs. Porter story. And yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. So yeah. That's cool. And you know what? I, I remember you telling me about her because she made it f- she made you feel okay that you weren't potty trained, that you'd what your <laughs> And then you'd wet your pants every day. <laughs> she was very understanding in Oakland, yeah. yeah. I knew it. <laughs> My sister teaches kindergarten right now, and that probably isn't that far of a joke. Yeah, I've heard some of her stories. There's kids in different stages. Absolutely, yeah. Different stages. What are you going to do? Yeah. So. Um, so, Josh, I was sitting here, and we were talking about get to know Josh and Dave, and I thought about, Dave relates to retirees. Yeah. Do you think when you're older and you're actually retired, you'll look back at this and go, man, I didn't relate at all? (laughs) 
My goal is to relate less and less to make your job harder. <laughs> good, good. I can't wait to see what's coming today. I went to the Illinois Institute of Art. You did? We've talked about this a few times. My senior project, we got to pretty much choose anything that we wanted to do. It's art school, right? Like, they, you really have to try to get a B. Like, it's really hard to not get A's. So my idea was to come up with an entire marketing plan for a made-up movie called The Empty. You're holding back your laughter because you remember it. <laughs> so originally, the scope of my senior project was to develop a website, a poster. Back then, it was an interactive CD-ROM, which, which was a lot of fun to make. They're completely irrelevant now. And I finished all that like within the first two weeks of the trimester or quarter. And I thought... I think I'm going to actually make a film now. So how this is relating to Bonds is because I chose an alternative path. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. I could have just been happy with what I what I made, but I said, no, I'm going to make the film. So that was one of the few moments I've ever overachieved in my life. Uh, instead of like writing a script and hiring actors from a local college, I relied on my good friend Josh, Kevin, Carla, and Jackie to be the actors of this film. The end result reflects this. It is one of the worst things you will ever watch. However, we did come away with a blooper reel, which I'm going to post on no, our Facebook group. No, no, oh, I am. No, no. Oh, I am. <laughs> Josh was the imaginary evil spirit slash bad guy. And <laughs> you're going to see Josh in action, folks. Oh, please, God. You promised this was never coming out. Uh, well, I promised that if you weren't going to run for office, which I don't think you are. Um, so that's how I relate to retirees. Like, the retirees are thinking, here like, man, I need a good alternative to bonds. And I'm like, yeah, I need an alternative to just my senior project. I'm going to make a film, baby. And remember, I was heavily inspired by Tim Burton, even though this film has nothing to do with Tim Burton. But So, Josh, I would like you to relate the empty to bond alternatives. Dave? Yeah? I didn't laugh for a lot of it because I kind of had an idea where you were going with all of it. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> good God, how yeah. am I going to be able to relate this back to Bond alternatives? To me, that's mission accomplished then. And it's going to be difficult, and I'm going to change your story a bit. Insert full house music. The reason retirees need an alternative to Bonds yeah. is because the Bonds aren't living up to the purpose that they are supposed to provide. Now, I'm going to assume that your senior project of a website, CD-ROM, and poster mm -hmm. was okay work. It was great work. But the purpose was it didn't fulfill you internally. Thank you. And so you needed something else to fulfill you internally. And so you created this visual masterpiece Thank you. that I am utterly embarrassed to be a part of. So when I refer to bond alternatives, they're looking for this option that's, that can provide something for them, the fulfillment, if you will, to their needs of protection and a good interest rate, where you were looking for fulfillment to your, your educational academic desires. And my art skills. Yes, you're very artsy. They're a little different, but I do kind of see where you were going with that. I so appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate you. I've had the idea of sharing the story of The Empty for a while. I just kind of needed something. Just even the the slimmest of 
things that I could relate to. And you said he's going to talk about Bonds for a third time. I mean, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a perfect fit in my mind. We're gonna we're gonna embarrass the snot out of him by talking about the empty. <laughs> I mean, who's more embarrassed, you or Jackie? Let's be honest. Or oh, me ja- for making definitely it. Jackie. Yeah, oh, without a doubt, I think so. Yeah, poor Jackie. But she can watch it and get a good laugh out of it. That is true. <laughs> Oh, man, Josh. Um, so bond alternatives. Yeah, we talked about wreaths, which I learned is not a Halloween or Christmas wreath. I learned about bond, what do you call these things? Alternative investments. investments. Non-correlated yep. assets is another way to think about it. Right. You learned that the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast has a four-to-one correlation in the S&P, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> true, true. I, yep. So what are we going to – what do we uh, have planned here for future episodes, Josh? I kind of want to – I kind of want to – Wet people's appetite now, because since we are going bi-weekly every other week, I kind of want to set the stage for future episodes now. Well, we talked about doing a annuities, good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. I also, we're approaching the end of the year here, and there's some really key things for end-of-the-year tax planning, end-of-the-year investment planning that you can do that are very time-sensitive. I'd like, Dave, I'd like to interview somebody, too. Before the year ends. Before the year ends. Maybe sure. that can be our final 2022 podcast. We we interview your mom. Oh, you think we, Bex, you think Bex would want to do it? Oh, I for sure she'd want to do it. Yeah, I think okay. it'd be fun. Let's just interview Bex. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> why not? Dave, at the end of every podcast we've done, we've, we've asked our listeners to do something for us. And we're going to do something a little bit different this time. What? Did you run this by me first? No, sorry. But bond terms are actually important, and looking at your portfolio is important. And if you look at your portfolio and you see, hey, I've got 10% bonds, 20% bonds, 40% bonds, 80% bonds, whatever it might be, it should be listed right there on your first page of your statement. It's time for you to talk. And if you talk to your advisor and ask them about it, great. If you have questions, you want to talk to me about it, wonderful. We'd love to talk to you and see if an alternative might be a right fit for your situation or not. Excellent. And on the fsrwealth.com slash podcast page, at the very bottom, there is a an embedded calendar. So you can actually book a free or complimentary 15-minute call with Josh. Whoa. Yeah. Did you're, you know that? Did you, know, did you know the calendar was on there? Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to add a second calendar. If you want to come in for a complimentary cup of commentary coffee brewed by yours truly... I won't put a calendar up there, but you can request one next time you come in the office. (laughs) And with that, uh, Dave, thank you for uh, sitting down recording with me today. Bond alternatives, baby. We got some exciting stuff coming up. Josh, thank you. And we'll end this show by saying bye. Bye. I actually think that was a decent show. That was fantastic. Hashtag tax nerd.